Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio. We've made it to the halfway point of the week, and it's actually going to kind of feel like spring today, so not bad at all. Uh, So, big news yesterday. Colossal, colossal trade in the AFC West, or at least half of it was in the AFC West. The Denver Broncos give up pretty much every pick they have for the next 10 years, and uh, I think they threw uh, John Elway in there too, uh, all going to Seattle uh, so they could get Russell Wilson uh, as a Denver Bronco. I look forward to this competition, sir, as a Chiefs fan. Tell you what really surprised me. It's not a surprise, but you saw it happening. That Take a look at the timing of that deal. It came about an hour, an hour after Aaron Rodgers signed his contract. I think Aaron Rodgers was in that mix to go to Denver and then couldn't turn it down. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yes, Russell Wilson comes over. He transforms a pretty good team into a really good team. I thought the Broncos were coming on last year. You know, They gave the Chiefs just a heck of a tough time in the final game of the regular season. They have not really reached that point yet. But what they needed, what they needed was a solid a quarterback in whom they had a lot of confidence. Not that Drew Locke is bad. Of course, he's not there anymore. He's in Seattle. But the former Missouri kid was coming on and playing. But, hey, Denver wants it now. And they get it now with Russell Wilson. And you're not too far off with them trading the franchise. Two number ones, two numbers one, two numbers two. And uh, then uh, three and a four and a five somewhere way down the line. And Drew Locke and Noah Fant, who is a really good tight end and then a defensive lineman with whom I wasn't familiar. But, hey, they gave up a lot. But they really feel, they being the Broncos, that Russell Wilson is the answer to their problems. And I'm not so sure they're wrong. They'll give the Chiefs a pretty tough time. Yeah, he's also not getting any younger, too, and uh, they have a few weapons, not a lot, but I can see what they're doing. But yeah, could you imagine uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation could have gone completely different had the Packers not stepped up with that money, which to (laughs) me is a lot. It's a lot of money, um, but it's so funny because, you know, we've got we've got people that work in this building that are from Wisconsin that are big time, big time cheeseheads. And and I I have friends that are up there. And I kind of get to watch from the outside looking in at their fan base. And, oh, my God, they were tearing each other apart yesterday. How could you pay this guy all this money? He doesn't win playoff games. And then the other side, he's won, had a 13-3 and season, 13-4 and season. I mean, what else can the guy do, right? First time MVP. Uh, back-to-back, man. I think he earned it. But, you know, at the same time, like I said yesterday, if that quarterback wanted to win championships, his contract would reflect that. He obviously wants to get paid. He had no option. No option at all. Now you say, we had all sorts of options. No, he didn't. When you're going to get paid the most in NFL history, $50 million a year for four years, guaranteed. There's the answer. Well, who was it? Uh, the, the comedian? That's guaranteed. <laughs> used to say, hey, this is. That's guaranteed money, folks. He will not lose that despite what might happen. $200 million over four years. You can't turn that down. So I think probably Denver was very much in the option of his uh, being uh, traded and so forth and so on. But when they, when the Packers came forward and said, hey, uh, you can't turn down the all-time greatest amount in NFL history, he said, yeah, you're right, I can't turn it down. Signing on, I don't think he's put his name on the contract yet, but that's a formality. And then Denver says, okay, you made your deal. We'll get Russell Wilson. 
despite the fact that the Seattle Seahawks had said time and time again, no, we're not going to trade him. He's one of us. <laughs> when you give up half your team, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, definitely, definitely an interesting situation and uh, giving us something to talk about. Props to the NFL, man. They're not even playing games. And uh, <coughs> baseball, no one's saying a word about. Let's they talk sure about. sure <laughs> are not, and nor is this reporter. Yeah, man. So, prep basketball last night, what happened there? Well, we had some games. These were the Class 4 sectionals. Now, Classes 5 and 6 do not play sectionals. Not enough, team to, or not enough teams in those divisions to make it worthwhile. So they don't play sectionals. They go right to the state quarterfinals. Sectionals last night in Class 4. Fairgrove from just north of Springfield took on Father Tolton Catholic from Columbia. It's a relatively new school. Been around for a while now. They're huge. Huge up front. This is where the Porter brothers went to school, and there are still Porter brothers playing for them. <laughs> it was uh, Father Tolton 76 and Fairgrove 58. Now, we did have another game involving a boys team, Willow Springs and Lamar. Now, I know these aren't really in our area, but they're pretty close. Willow Springs defeated Lamar 66-42. And in the girls' uh, sectional game, Ava knocked off Seneca 48-30. Those winners all advanced to the Class 4 quarterfinals this weekend. Meanwhile, state championships are coming up. Exciting. Exciting times. It's a fun time, and it's time to... Really show your support for your local teams, which they will in the smaller communities. But here in Springfield, remains to be seen whether or not we'll have any teams in there because they're the larger classes. But over and above that, having the state championships here is a big deal. Huge deal and uh, great competition. And like I said yesterday, let's help these towns get that little addition to the sign. No, oh, yeah. They love town. that. <laughs> get a little practice for the craziness that happens in a couple weeks today. With some college basketball conference tournaments, they are officially underway. Mizzou and Arkansas both play and win. Well, Mizzou plays later this afternoon or early this evening, depending on your connotation. Uh, some of the conferences, of course, some of the others have played last week, like the Missouri Valley Conference and so forth, but the vast majority of them are playing this week. Some opened yesterday, most of them opened today, and then go right on through the championships on Sunday when we have the selections made. Missouri plays at 5 o'clock. They're playing in the lower end of the SEC tournament. They're among the last team, they may be the last team, to uh, qualify for a tournament. And they're playing Mississippi, play Ole Miss, and they play at 5 o'clock. Loser of this one, you're, you're out of there and your season is done. Missouri's had a really, really bad year. The SEC tournament is being played in uh, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, and one of the new arenas they have down there. So Missouri plays at 5 this afternoon, Arkansas plays at 1.30 on Friday. Now, Arkansas gets a couple of buys going in because they're a very, very good basketball team, and they will play the winner of one of the play-in brackets. So it's uh, it's got a long way to go, but this is a fun time when we see who's going to survive and who is not. And who the big dogs going into the NCAA tournament could possibly be. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, go uh, Razorbacks. I think they have a good chance of making a run team. for it big time. Uh, we were, or at least I was, cautiously optimistic yesterday when we were talking about the Mizzou Bears going to Stillwater. Did they get the dub? No, they didn't. Uh, they're in, the Bears are now 5-7 and seven on the year. Oklahoma State's good. They're number six in America. They have a very good baseball team. Bears stayed with them for a while, but Missouri State's hitting was pretty much shut down. They only had three hits, one of them a home run by, get this, Dakota Katowski, who's been with this team for a while. He's, I think he's four years now. It is seventh of the year. And this is seven already that he has. This kid can slug. But you've got to have a, a balanced team. And Oklahoma State won it five to one. 
Now the Bears are home now for their next 11 games. Wow. <laughs> Starting this weekend when they host Arkansas State from the Sunbelt Conference down in Jonesboro. One of those games is supposed to be Friday yeah, afternoon, but I'm looking at this. It says two to four inches of snow. Come on. <laughs> I don't know, man. Crap out of here. I don't know. <laughs> Unless, they, like I said, they can figure out a way to do it inside the, the practice field at Hammonds. I don't know how the hell they're going to pull it No, the only way they could ever get it done is uh, to clear the field if the snow stops. Clear the field and then go down to Ozark at uh, U.S. Ballpark down there. Uh, there is a game down there this afternoon. Gurry. Gurry at 13-1 and one is playing Central Missouri. This will be a good test for them. Central Missouri is 21 in America, Division Two. Gurry is 28 in America, Division Two. Gurry is 13-1 and one and has been hitting the cover off the ball. And if they can beat uh, Central Missouri, they're definitely moving up in the mm-hmm. world for sure. Um, and definitely would be great to see that. Last but not least, uh, state basketball championship games start tomorrow. When do those happen? The Class 3 is first. It's 1, 2, and 3, and the Class 3 schools are playing first, and it's the girls' games that are first. First game of the entire two weeks is at noontime tomorrow. That's a girls' game, and it matches West County from up in St. Louis against South Shelby. That's the girls' game in Class 3. Then the girls' game at 2 o'clock in Class 3 is one in which we will focus very carefully on. It's Stratford, multi-time state champion against El Dorado Springs. And these are virtual neighbors. El Dorado Springs just up the road here a little bit. And then the boys play in the evening at uh, 4 o'clock. Charleston plays Duchesne. Charleston's from down in your area where you were born and raised in southeast Missouri. And at 6 o'clock, Thayer from down in Oregon County plays Lafayette County. So this is a pretty good opening day. Then one, two, and three all play on Friday and Saturday. All that, folks, at the JQH Arena should be some great basketball. Got a lot of really great stuff coming up in the area, especially if you're a basketball fan. If you're a baseball fan, you have to wait till the snow clears out, Ned. (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow, sir.